Happy Sunday and welcome to Brunch with Des B. I'm your host, Des, also known as Des B, here to provide you with your favorite way to start the week. Every Sunday, we explore new topics and dive into conversations that matter and some that truly do not. Tune in each week to smile, learn something new, and join your favorite brunch gang. Let's get into it. What's up, you guys? Happy Sunday. I'm looking at myself in this YouTube video like, do I look bald? Because I just, I don't think my hair up is the look. So bear with me this week. Welcome back to another beautiful episode on another beautiful Sunday or whatever day you decide to listen to this podcast. I'm just getting snuggly here. So if you're a watcher on YouTube, you can always tune in and see, you know, what I'm looking like today if you want. Or if you're a listener, um, just hang with me. You know, I thought today, getting on here, you know, to record per usual. And I was like, damn, dude, we have been really doing this for three and a half years. That's a a long fucking time to be a podcaster. Honestly, like that, that's, can I stand, can I withstand the test of time? The answer is absolutely yes. Um, so I'm very grateful to be here every Sunday. It's so fun. It's such a fun, it's such a fun place. You know, I feel bad for people who aren't into podcasts because I, I was not before I started podcasting. I listened to the occasional podcast. I wasn't like a hardcore listener of really anyone besides like my favorite murder and crime junkie. I wasn't really into like, you know, other people just like chatting. I just, I never dove into it period. Like I just never knew what else was out there. So starting my own podcast was a real opener into like how many people have podcasts, how beautiful it is, no matter how big or how small it is, there's always a listener. And it's such a cool platform. Like people who don't listen to podcasts, honestly, I guarantee you, you don't have as many brain cells because I feel like those of us, those of us here that are podcasting queens and kings, we, we just get it. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're always uh, advancing ourselves. We're special. We're more special is what I'm trying to say. So this week, oh my gosh, we have a lot to do. We have a lot to chat about. We have a lot to talk about. We have a few news stories. I'll be honest, this past week I was off my phone. I'm actually going to pop this pussy real quick. I mean, sorry, pop this poppy real quick. I'm not a big poppy drinker. I honestly like Olipop better. Cherry limeade poppy. Let's go ahead and sip her up. Oh. <coughs> oh my God, that tastes like shit. That tastes like shit. Hold on. Let me just make sure I'm not really thinking it. No. Oh my God. That's first off. That's sin in a can. Cherry limeade. You taste like shit. Poppy tastes like shit. I'm sorry. I stand by that. Olipop is so much fucking better. What is that? You know what else I hate about poppy is it's only two grams of fiber, which I get it. Not everyone wants to like shit their pants, but if you struggle hitting your fiber intake, these are helpful. Only two grams of fiber. Poppy has like seven, maybe even nine. (laughs) It's kind of crazy, but regardless, that tastes like shit. We'll not be drinking that. So thank you so much, Poppy. You suck. (sighs) Anyways, back to what we have to talk about today. We have a few news stories, but as I was saying, I I wasn't on my phone much last week. Honestly, I've kind of been giving myself a little bit of an R and R dude. Listen, I've been on my phone since like 2015, you know, like I I've been oversharing since 2015 and 
I'm like, man, I just, I, I needed a little break. You know, at the end of the day, like if you guys, I will always be here every Sunday. You want to know what the fuck is up. You're going to, you're going to tune in here, right? I'm not always going to be on Instagram and I, I don't plan on always being on Instagram. So between here and every Wednesday on my YouTube channel, you'll always know where to find me if you want to hear from me, but I can't always promise you that I'm going to be on Instagram. I just, I find so much more freedom and happiness on these other platforms. So I've just been off my phone. Therefore it's delayed the way I've gotten my news. Okay. I'm not someone brain dead watching the news on the real TV. Um, so I like to, I like to watch my, listen to my news online. So I don't have like a ton of news stories cause I just haven't kept up a lot this week, but I think, uh, I think that's good for us. You know, we don't always need news. We don't always need new, 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 new news. We don't always need the drama or do we, but I do have some good watches for you guys. And then we're going to get into my favorite segment ever is ever Mount Everest ever. Tell me a secret. We have a lot of secrets. We have fresh secrets, fresh off the press, freshly written in. And if you ever want me to tell your secret, all anonymous. I'll never, I'll never say your name. Okay. You can go in the description box, link about show notes, whatever the fuck you're on right now and type in your secret. Also, if you want to right now, go ahead and give this, give this podcast five stars. If you haven't lately, can you leave me a review? You know, ha 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 podcast is so funny. Ha ha podcast. Love ha ha Sunday rocks. Love Sundays. Always look forward to Sundays. Those are some templates. Feel free to use as you review my podcast. So the first thing, let's get into this shocking news I saw. So first off, Catherine McPhee, if you guys remember her from, was it like American Idol? And then she was on the show House Bunny. That's where I remember her from. So she's married to David Foster. Not that it matters, but all of a sudden I saw her pop up in news, which like, I don't hear about her a lot. You know, like she was a sensation for a minute and she kind of went rogue. Regardless, she gets this like emergency tour um, or emergency text that she needs to leave touring and go back home. She was on a tour with her husband. They were like singing and shit, right? Come to find out her nanny for her son passed away out of fucking left field. So then, you know, page six, E! News, fucking TMZ, all these places are like, what happened? What happened? What happened? At this point in time, we didn't know it was her nanny. Just someone passed away. It was an urgent family manner. Found out nanny passed away. Then we find out this. The nanny was killed after an elderly woman accidentally drove into a customer reception area at a car dealership. That is some final destination, weird place, weird time. And it's situations like that, which I'm never going to normalize a death ever, but it's situations like that where I like genuinely just believe in fate. Like when you are ready to go, like you will just be in that place wherever it may be. You know what I mean? Like she was destined to be there as freaking odd as that is. Right. It's like, that is so crazy. Like, and when you think of situations like that, say it was like a, a matter of maybe this poor nanny was uh, on her way to the car dealership and maybe she was going to get gas first, but then the gas line was like too long. She's like, nah, I'll just, I'll get it after I'm done at the dealership. But like, if she would have stayed at the gas place, she would have like not been hit by a car. Isn't that weird how it's just like small decisions in our day can like change the trajectory of like literally everything. So extremely fucking sad, extremely like just you're kidding me type of emotion, right? Like you're like, no, 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 no. Like that's not how it happened, right? And they're like, yeah, like that's how it happened. Like, no, it's not like I would be like literally in denial. So that was extremely sad. I wish them the best because that is just like so tough to deal with. And then also like, I feel like as you're an A-list celebrity or B-list or even still, if you're a celebrity period, you have a name to you. 
feel like it'd be really hard to like find people to like come into your home, come into your life, meet with your children and like trust them with that. So to like lose a nanny is not only just tragic because someone lost their life, but also like that's a huge part of even your life. Like you become really close with your nannies and your babysitters and they come close with your kids and that's a terrible loss for their son. And oh my gosh, just so sad. But I I read that. I was like, what in the, what in the hell happened there? Another story we saw um, come out this past week was this video of Britney Spears. Um, Let me see if I can find it again. Britney Spears was dancing on a stripper pole. Here we go. Britney Spears draws attention online after sharing pole dancing video on Instagram. So she's like out here grinding on this pole, listening to, oh my gosh, I gotta, I gotta find it to pre-pull it up. Because when I saw this video, I was like, what in the mess is going on? Now I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, Britney Spears is like, you know, she like needs help, but like, I mean, she needs help. Like, listen, she, at the end of the day was, if we would consider her a child star, that was taken advantage of. And she is now mentally paying for it. Like it's so fucking sad. So here's, let me see if I can find the video. Okay, here we go. Oh yeah. This is, this is the kicker. She was dancing to the song, the song closer by nine inch Neil, nine inch nails. I don't know if you guys know that song, but it's in the, in the movie called the hitcher. That's where I remember it from. And it's like, help me. I've broken up my insides or something. And then help. And then basically it says, I want to fuck you like an animal. I want to feel you from the inside. If you're watching my face, like I want to fuck you like an animal. Yeah. Here we go. She's still going. Right here. Help me get away from myself. Not me like raging right now. Okay, like don't get me wrong, like that song is seriously so hype. But got this pull two days ago. Last night was my first time on it. Yeah, that is something to unpack because listen, poor Brittany, I don't know what is going on with her. Some people are are saying like that she's, some people think she's dead. Like, can you imagine getting on your Instagram post and seeing people underneath in the comments being like, the real Brittany's no longer with us. Like, I would only assume she doesn't read her comments or sometimes doesn't have them on. But like, can you imagine like, can you imagine reading stuff like that about yourself and being like, bro, I'm right here. I don't know. Is she, is she though? Last piece of news that I wanted to share, Ashley Olsen is officially mommy. Funny full circle moment here. Full house, you know, little Mary-Kate, little Ashley, and now Ashley has a little Ashley, um, kind of. Her and her husband, Louis Eisner, a few months ago in New York, they had a son named Otto. A few months ago, she went this whole time with hiding it, never going out in public, et cetera, which is just baffling to me because- you know, they really, the Mary, Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen there, there was like a small documentary, I think somewhere on them. I watched 
they really had the biggest franchise ever. Like they were so exploited as children. However, they are literally still living off of that profit that they had, you know, while still like probably making residuals continuously from full house and stuff. So regardless, like they really are just like laying low, but they really put in, they've really front loaded their life. You know what I mean? Cause they're, they're nowhere to be seen nowadays, which is also very interesting because I know recently Tom Holland came out in an interview and he was on the Jay Shetty podcast called living with a purpose. And he mentioned how much he hates being in Hollywood and how he really tries him and Zendaya both really try to stay out of it. Um, and how he's like, you'll never see me on a red carpet unless you need me to. Like, I hate the industry pretty like ominous, like things he said, but I, it like kind of made me turn my head to be like, maybe these people who aren't in the spotlight really are actually the people we should be like praising. You know what I mean? Because as much as we all like look at celebrities, we look at Hollywood and we're like, oh, like they're all living their best life. Like I genuinely do. I can only imagine how fucking corrupt it is. Like it's probably like insanely corrupt. And I don't think, I don't think we will ever know. We will never ever understand or see it. Um, And I feel like celebrity also comes with like this caveat, like, celebrity entertainers, celebrity musicians. And then you get over to the weird, like not weird celebrities, but you get over to this different sector of like professional sports and like professional athletes in general, like whatever, like they're a different kind of athlete, you know, TikTokers, different kind of celebrity. I don't know. So we think of like the OG celebrities and like Hollywood in that way. I just think it's so like deep rooted and dark. They definitely drink children's blood. You know what I mean? <laughs> Lastly, um, I did want to just piggyback off of that is uh, Paris Hilton and her husband, Carter, were recently on the beach over in Maui um, this past weekend with their new kid. And as we know, Maui was hit with these just terrible fires who just that completely took out Maui. And so they were there about, I think, 30 miles from what, where it was burning down. You know, Ma- Maui is burning. They're about 30 miles away and they're, they were like enjoying maybe Maui and she maybe said something about being there. So anyway, some people were like saying it was tone deaf. Other people were saying like, Hawaii like needs money coming in right now. You know, like if you were already there on vacation, then like you should, you should be there. You know what I mean? You should be enjoying everything that Maui has to offer because they need it right now. So I thought that was interesting, but also to see her out with her child, um, that they actually just welcomed probably, you know, what, five months ago, maybe, um, via surrogate. So anyways, that that's a little bit of my news this past week few watches that I had. Number one, I did catch up on the last episode of the Kardashians great end of the season. I absolutely think I love the Kardashians on Hulu. Like, I think it's a much better experience than when it was on E. Like, I just, I like the production more. I feel like they have a little bit more um, control over what they want to like share and how they video it. I don't know. I just really love the dynamic. So I caught up on the last episode. Obviously, Kim and Courtney kind of got over their tiff here in that, in that episode. But Tristan then lost his mom. Um, and like all this stuff happened. And what we didn't know, even as a public was that Tristan was actually living with Chloe for a while with his disabled brother, which I just thought was crazy. And Chloe has quickly just like climbed the charts to like my favorite Kardashian. Like, I think I will always love Kim and I will always love Kylie just because of their like entrepreneurialism and, um, professionalism. And I just, I love them. Okay. Like, I don't, you know, money can buy their body in, but I still think they look great, you know, whatever. So anyways, I love them, but Chloe really became a second favorite to me. Um, or should I say started to climb the ropes to my favorite? Cause I think her, her true like intentions and 
heart is always really genuine. And I think she's gone through a lot of her own like insecurities, which hence, you know, all her surgeries and changes, but I think she honors those. And like, she's very like open and, and honest about it, but I just really enjoyed the last episode. It was a really great tie in. Um, again, I think the Kardashians have a little bit of a dark side to them. Like, honestly, like I do think that they, there's a lot of shit in a family. Like when you get a family that big, that is that powerful, there's so many secrets that are kept and everyone's entitled to their secrets. But I just, I feel like they know everything about everyone in Hollywood. They're like, they're like this overarching, like cloud over every actor and actress. Like they're like, we know something about you. So like never fuck with us. You know what I mean? Like that's just how it feels. Like there's, there's a power in numbers, right? And the Kardashians like damn near outnumber every fucking family out there in Hollywood um, besides the Duggars. So anyways, um, absolutely love that. I thought it was a really great end of the season. I'll be anxious to see what next season holds. Um, especially because I know that when they were shooting the Alani photo shoot with Kim, they were actually filming. And so I'll be curious to see like if the Alani episode like makes it in there. I don't know. Wouldn't that be fun? Right. The other thing I watched, um, this week was untold. So this is my favorite, favorite Netflix documentaries, docu-series. Um, it's called untold. So they have like all these different plethora of athletes or athletic moments or people, um, that they kind of highlight, highly recommend, like literally go binge them, grab your partner, grab a friend. Even if you're like not really into sports, like I love sports. I love athletics, but I don't, I don't, I'm not always like sitting down like, Oh, I can't wait to watch the game. Like, but I love learning about athletics. So it's a lot of like really crazy athletic moments. I said athletic like 900 times. Okay. I know, but they, um, document it. And it's just, it's so good. Like you guys have to watch it. So I watched Untold, but all about Jake Paul. I I knew, I, okay, I haven't kept up with Jake Paul like in forever. I really rode for him and Logan both on Vine. Like I was probably one of their first like couple hundred thousand followers ever. Like I was huge on Vine. I didn't make videos and now I like kick myself for not doing it, but I was, I was busy with sports. Like I didn't have time to even think about being a content creator, but like, I wish I did because I, I would have totally thrived in that era. However, I didn't. My point is though, I loved Vine though. Like I loved intaking Vines. I loved laughing. I loved being on them. I did make my few, you know, whatever, but I loved it. So I was like definitely there from the beginning. I understood who they were forever. Fast forward, all of a sudden Logan Paul gets in this big trouble when he showed that guy that unalived himself in his YouTube video, I still can't believe he fucking did that. But regardless, witnessed that, kind of fell off of watching them on YouTube, started following like other YouTubers, just didn't watch their content as much. And then they got like really crazy and like um, just doing anything they could for views. And that was just like a turnoff for me. So I didn't keep up with them. So I knew Jake Paul got into boxing, but I didn't really know that it was like a real thing, to be honest, even to this day, like of me watching this documentary, I didn't really understand why they were doing it on him. Like I was like, okay. So we start watching it. It was so fucking good. Like I have a whole different appreciation for Jake Paul as who would ever thought I'd ever say that my whole life, but it was an amazing docu-series. I think it was very eye-opening to his career in boxing. And if you're someone who you're like, oh, I thought that was just a joke. Me too. But it wasn't. He like, it was fantastic. I was like, do I want to be like, a boxer now, you know, like it was actually very inspiring. So highly recommend watching that along with all of the other untolds. Like I've watched all of them. They're so good. Malice at the palace was definitely so like, it was crazy, very close to home as well here in Michigan. Um, there was another one, maybe it's like called fighting with the devil, dancing with the devil. Great story. It's a lot of good ones. So definitely go watch all of those on Netflix. Super well worth your time. 
The other thing that I watched actually on Netflix that just recently came out was the disappearance. Well, okay, there's two. First, I'll start with the disappearance of Lacey Blackwell. This was based out of a kidnapping back in 2000. They couldn't find this English woman. Her name was Lacey and they're from like London. So dad, everyone, you know, flies into Tokyo where she was just like living as a foreigner, like experiencing life, um, just recently graduated, you know, in college, yada, yada. All of a sudden she goes missing. They end up figuring out like who did it, tracked him. I don't want to ruin it for anyone like watching. Cause I, I went into it not knowing the case at all. And I think just, if you want to watch it, you should skip past this part. If you don't want to talk about it and go. So basically she went missing. They couldn't find her. They start doing this investigation as anyone would come to find out the police had ignored all of these other previous complaints about this person who was like drugging women, taking them home, etc. Ignored, ignored all these women's stories. Most of the foreigner women would not come forward in Tokyo because they would be in trouble for violating their visa. So for example, if I was there in Tokyo and I was illegally working as a hostess and I had been sexually abused, even though that happened to me, I wouldn't necessarily want to go to the police because I would be put in jail for, for working when I shouldn't be on my visa following me. Okay. So a lot of people stayed quiet. Well, a few of these people did speak up and give testimonies, but the police didn't look into it. So come to find out this story of multiple people telling them about has come to fruition. They're finally aware of it. They've realized they've ignored it for fucking years. And there's been a rampant raper killer running loose in Tokyo for years now, at least up to eight years. So long story short, they end up finding, um, the guy, Long story then, they find over 400 videotapes. This guy completely sexually abusing these women on video. They're completely, they're completely, why was I going to say subconscious? Now I'm, I'm like second guessing myself. It's not, they're not subconscious. They're not conscious at all. They're, they're drugged on sleep drugs. They're also put like chloroform over their, over their face. They're completely knocked out. They don't know any of this is going on. He's hanging their legs. Sorry, this is very graphic warning. It is also in the show. Hanging their legs from the ceiling, abusing them however which way he wants to. Like the police force even mentioned that some of them had to walk out. They could not finish the films. They couldn't keep working on the case. It was very traumatizing. So fast forward, they get this guy in jail. They find out that he is the one that also then come to find out murdered Lacey. Um, So then- she was able to kind of be this puzzle piece that now got justice for a lot of other victims that were going to one day never get justice because no one put together these pieces. So anyways, it was very sad, but it was such an eye-opening documentary, something that I feel like nowadays, like no one could get away with. Like social media would just eat anything up in a minute. And I think that's why we're kind of aged out of this idea of like serial killers, serial rapists, et cetera, because like nothing serial can like live anymore right? Like with the internet, with the media, with Amber alerts, with our phones, like everything is pretty much kind of like put to a halt. Now that's not to say someone couldn't go on a rampant spree of hurting and harming people. They could, but like, it'd be quickly stopped there, right? Like there's not like a ongoing, like looming of the area of like who is doing this. Cause I feel like we could pretty much find out nowadays. You know what I mean? So anyways, really well put together. Absolutely loved it. The other thing I watched on Netflix was called missing dead or alive. I don't know why I'm on this kick right now. Okay. But it it was just two really good episodes. Okay. And, um, basically they follow around this like missing persons unit, um, based maybe down South. 
I watched it one day when I was kind of sick and it was super good though. And I really enjoyed it just basically following around this task force. And a lot of them are actually like all women. Most of them are women in the task force, which is just like kind of empowered and watch. And they kind of talk about their like experiences being on the force and the police and all this stuff. And it was very, very interesting. So I absolutely love those. I actually did watch a few episodes too of Vanderpump this week. Um, it just like wasn't hitting the same. I mentioned to you guys last week how sometimes it gets like almost overwhelming watching reality TV. You know what I mean? Like reality style. So I watched a few episodes, Schwartz and Katie got engaged. Like, you know, I knew that was going to happen, but like they got engaged and then like Stassi was coming back. I think like she had a sex tape or something and Lisa Vanderpump paid him off and I don't know, whatever. So it was very interesting. Um, I also don't understand how people will ever have sex tapes. Like I transparently have never really had any of my boyfriends or people who I've been with, like asked to film us, you know? So like to think of how that conversation comes up is like very interesting to me. Like, because I, I just like, I would never, ever mostly cause I just, I know phones and videos, like they live forever, whether you delete it or not. Like, I don't know. It just, it gives me the, it gives me the ick cause it's like scary. So anyways, Stassi, you're a dumb bitch. Okay. Especially cause that was like back in like 2016. So Okay, let's go into wellness corner update and then we'll get right into secrets. I don't have much of a wellness corner other than the fact that I did change my Tula skincare routine, which I've been very open with you guys about like my skin. It's getting so much better. I told you guys last week, I went and saw my esthetician. We did a very small chemical peel. Um, My skin was just like extremely inflamed and we're like, okay, we just have to like silence this bacteria, whatever is going on. So I did go ahead, strip my sheets. I cleaned all my blankets. I did things that, not that I'm negligent about, but it's just something sometimes you forget. You're like, did I wash those last week? I try to wash my sheets and stuff like once a week, but I've been traveling so much. I kind of chalked it up to like, well, I haven't been sleeping here. So like I kind of got behind on my schedule. And so I did clean those. I've noticed my skin has gotten a lot better. It's clearing up. Um, and right now I'm on like day five, I think of my peel. So I'm starting to get a little bit of flaking, but we did a very minimal peel. Wasn't anything that's going to like clear up anything for life. It's just something to kind of mitigate that bacteria. So I did switch my Tula routine with it. I'm just using my cult classic cleanser. I'm using my 24 seven hydration serum, really rehydrating the skin. And then I'm using either my 24 seven like moisturizer or I'm using beauty sleep at night. That is literally it. Um, I'm keeping it very simple. I'm just like wanting my skin to recover. So that's pretty much it. I already told you guys last week, like what I was doing. So feel free to listen to last week's episode of my wellness corner kind of gave you an update on like my Alani energy drinks and like my supplements and stuff like that. So that's kind of where I'm at. Um, I do have a little other like sector to kind of update you guys on, but to be honest, like I'm just not ready to share it yet. So just know that like, I'll give you guys some more updates too, with like my health and stuff going on in the future. Um, but let's get into a little break from better help. And then we'll wrap it up with some, tell me a secrets. Cause we need plenty of time to get through them. This podcast is sponsored by better help online therapy. I talk about better help a lot, seeing as that it's benefited me in the past two years. Some people think, you know, maybe, oh, things have to get really bad until you can go to therapy. You're like, I'm not depressed. Why do I need therapy? But really therapy is a tool to where you're using it before things were to get worse and to avoid being at your lowest low. I don't know about you, but why the fuck 
would you want to get to your lowest low before you climb out to the to the top again, right? BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video and even live chat sessions with your therapist. You don't have to see anyone on your camera. You don't have to wear pants. You don't even have to put on pajamas. You could be naked wherever you're at and do a therapy session with your therapist. So for me personally, I like to put my AirPods in. I'll walk around my desk room. I'll go for a walk outside when it's nice out, whatever it may be. And that's what works for me. It is customizable and it is more affordable than most in-person therapy. Give it a try. See why over two million, million, trillion people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. And girls, don't forget to get on betterhelp.com slash Desby and put in that discount code. If you forget that, you do not get that 10% off your first month. And that is the deal with being a listener of Brunch with Desby. All right. Thank you. Better help as always helping all my girls, all my guys and all the people in between. Absolutely love it for you. So tell me a secret favorite segment ever. I absolutely love hearing your guys jaw dropping secrets and I love reacting to them because I love sitting in other people's drama and not my own. You know what I mean? I love it. So let's get into number one. I have a feeling we're going to kick it off this week with a banger. Last New Year's Eve, my mom found a burner phone by accident that was my dad's. Oh God, this is, I'm literally already not wanting to read this. Turns out there was a, a hundreds, oh, hundreds of text messages to women. They were all prostitutes he was talking to over the years and meeting up with on work hours. He was, oh my God, he was doing all this unprotected putting my mother's and his own sexual health at risk. He's a big shot at his job, so it was easy to get away with. My mom had always suspected, but he made her feel crazy. It destroyed our family. Obviously, he has since done the work for sex addiction issues, but the entire situation is messy. He spent $100,000 of their savings and ironically berated me for years over my 89K student loans. So basically she's saying he made a big deal over her loans while he spent hundreds of thousands on their savings for this addiction. The divorce is clearly messy. That is a man that if you knew him and his facade, you'd never suspect this. Some secrets are better left unknown. Sincerely, save some money for my therapy, dad. Okay. I feel like I'm going to go to hell for laughing at that sign off, but that is so crazy. I think it's the weirdest thing for me is the fact that like so many people can go through their whole life living this person that like really is never them. Like you will truly, you, you actually never really know who someone is. Like you really don't as much as you're like, Oh yeah, I know them like the back of my hand. It's like, you could very well might not. That is terrifying to me. Hey Des, this one might take you by surprise. My God, if you're starting with that, let me tell you, if you ever start a, tell me a secret with something like you're never going to believe this or can't get ready. You better fucking deliver. So let's go. One night in February of 23, my fiance, 34, and I, 27, were talking about our sexual fantasies. I drunkenly told him that I wouldn't mind watching him bang another female. Days and weeks passed. The more we got into it, the more we realized we might want to be swingers. We went down the rabbit hole and researched a ton, found a lifestyle club in a hotel a few hours from us, and decided to book in and see what happens. 
We created new identities and shared Facebook accounts for ourselves and posted on the club Facebook group that we were new planning to attend. Lo and behold, we were a hot commodity, like 20 messages a day of different couples trying to link up. Our goal was to just check it out and get the vibe. My fiance ended up getting close to this other young couple and they agreed to meet us there. We both agreed we would just see how it goes, but under no circumstances would I, was I ready to have sex with another couple, LOL. Fast forward a few hours, the other female and I were on the dance floor and we decided to grab our guys and head into the playroom, aka a giant room where people go fuck. This is crazy. We head back to our room first to ditch the clothes because it's no clothing allowed. But before I could even get naked, the female and I started making out. I've never even kissed a girl. The next thing we know, our guys jumped in. We swapped and we watched. And yes, I went down on the girl too. Girl, you've never even kissed a girl and you did that? That is amazing. Literally, you got some balls. The whole time, my fiance and I would either be touching each other or giving each other a reassuring look, which I found endearing. After the experience, we talked about how we felt completely safe and coincidentally even closer than before. We unleashed a new kink. As a disclaimer, we were not overly intoxicated and everyone consented. Absolutely love that. Thank you for sharing that. I'm so thankful to have a partner who is open and communicating and exploring new things with me and to have someone I can trust a thousand percent. Never in a million years would I feel, think I would feel comfortable doing something like that. Our sex life was great before, but since that night is amplified, something about experiencing that together has ignited a flame in us. And we actually haven't been with another couple since. Sincerely, the girl who went from zero to 100 real quick. Wow. I have a lot of feelings about that because I feel like swinging in any form like that, there is, it can either go one or two ways. Number one, it unlocks this beautiful, healthy relationship that you have, which is great. But I feel like in some other cases, it could really lead to an idea of like, wow, we aren't sexually compatible anymore, but like I liked fucking this other dude instead. Like, I feel like it can really unlock either two things for you. Like, yes, we're made for each other. Like, no, we're not. So I'm glad it worked out for you. That's amazing. Like props off to those people where that works out for you. That is, that's great. Like, honestly, thank you for sharing because I I think we need more of that in the world. We need more honesty. (laughs) Next one. Back in November of 2020, my husband and I decided we were going to start trying for a family. It took until October 21 for me to get my first period. We had a chemical pregnancy in 22 of January and April 22. We started fertility treatments. After the pill shots and three rounds of IUI, we found out September 22, we were pregnant. Obviously we were over the moon. My husband was out of town and I went in for my first ultrasound to discover triplets. My first emotion was anger. Then I was scared. Then I called my husband to tell him the news. The next few days were filled with lots of conversation and tears. I never wanted multiples. I started starving myself and exercising intensely, hoping that I would lose two naturally. We spoke with our OBGYN and after many conversations, we decided to go through with selective reduction. At nine weeks, we found out we lost one of the babies naturally. That I started to feel torn. I don't want twins, but I also don't want a reason anymore to go through I don't have a reason anymore to go through with the procedure. I admitted to my husband that this is the most selfish thing I've ever done, but I mentally was not in a good place in not enjoying the pregnancy. We had genetic testing done with the twins at 12 weeks. And a few days before 14 weeks, I had the procedure completed. No one in our family knows. And only two of my closest friends know, and that's it. To say the rest of our pregnancy was easy is an understatement. Our little one had growth restriction at 33 and and we were to be induced at 37 weeks if baby was restricted. I denied induction, and at 37 weeks, our little one was third percentile and, of course, breech. 
Fast forward, we went at 38 weeks for an ECV to try to flip the baby. And I agreed to deliver at that point, no matter what. Well, the ECV failed and we had cesarean section. The one thing I didn't want. We had a beautiful baby girl who unfortunately spent a few days in the NICU. I know I should regret my decision for the reduction, but I don't. And at times I feel like a horrible mother for putting myself first, but I knew if I had twins, I wouldn't give them both the love they deserve. I love our baby girl more than life. And honestly, I would do it all over again if it brought us to her. Sincerely, the mom who hates a three for one deal. Again, you guys need to stop getting clever with your sign offs because I want to giggle and I feel like it's just not in a fucking place to giggle. So figure the fuck out, all right? First off, thank you for that secret. Um, I can see why it is a secret. That's a huge personal thing. And I'm very honored that you allowed me in on that. Although I do not know your name and I don't know you are who you are. None of us will. Thank you for feeling comfortable sharing in that secret box. I think it's awesome when we do these because some of them are funny. Some of them are jaw dropping, but some of them are genuinely just some information that like we can reflect and go, wow, what would I do in that spot? Or, you know, I wish I could support that person, whatever. And I think going into a situation like that, I don't know that that's crazy. You know, I'll be honest. That's to think of having three children to go, go from one to three after like trying, 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 finally getting pregnant and then seeing three and being like, Oh my gosh, I don't think I can do that. It's such an, it's such an honorable reaction because what I think in most people's cases, um, sometimes it feels like when you're trying, trying, trying and say that that pregnancy finally comes, you're not supposed to feel um, ungrateful, not that you were ungrateful, but right. We have this idea of like, well, I was trying so hard, be grateful for what you're given. When in reality, you're faced with these realizations of this child you're going to bring in the world and you're not fit to bring in three. And I think that's very admirable. Um, and I think to, to make that selection for yourself and know that that's your mental place and where your mental capacity was, is very important because parenting is a very serious job. And that is you taking it very seriously. One time I had bubble guts at my boyfriend's apartment so bad. I don't know if I ate something or what. And he was using his bathroom. He was taking forever and I had to go so bad. I was going to shit my pants. I went into sheer panic mode. I went into the kitchen, got a plastic grocery bag, pulled down my pants and shit in the bag. I missed a little. So I literally had to clean up my shit from the floor while trying to hurry. Since I didn't know when my boyfriend would come out of the bathroom, I tied up the bag in a few other bags, made an excuse to leave. And I chucked it outside of the dumpster. (laughs) sincerely, maybe this was worse than actually shitting my pants. You know, I will tell you guys a funny story. Maybe this is my secret. I I might've shared. I don't think I've ever actually shared this with anyone besides maybe my sister. When I was, uh, I like a sophomore in high school. I went to tanning beds, right? As we all did. I feel like in high school and I was having this issue. I'm pretty sure at the time I, I had a UTI, but I didn't know it before I got diagnosed. Right. So I'm like, what is going on? Whenever I had to pee, I had to go right away. There was no questioning if I had time to make it to a bathroom. It was like, it had to come out right now. So I'm about to tan. I'm fully naked in this tanning bed. There's no way I'm putting on clothes and making it to the bathroom. I don't have a towel. There's nothing I can do to drape. The bathroom also is not conveniently located next to me. I straight up put, hurried up, put paper towel in the, in the plastic bag, peed on top of the paper towel as much as I could to where it would kind of like soak it up. But I had to pee in the trash can in the plastic bag. Then it was like filled with water slash paper towels. Like it was weighing it down. Right. I had to ask for an extra bag out of my, out of the door. And I said that it was for my dirty underwear. Cause I started my period. It was a great lie, but like I, I've been there where you like couldn't control yourself. However, I will say it was pee and not poop. And that that's a little, that hits a little bit different. 
Okay. Next one. Wow. You guys are like on fire right now. Oh no. Des, this is so bad. Anyways, anyways, so my sister-in-law and her boyfriend broke up a year and a half ago. Her boyfriend and I didn't really get along until after they broke up due to having his back on, due to having his back on some of the bad things my sister-in-law did to him, knowing she didn't deserve for her to break up with him. Long story short, I became super close with him and wanted the best for both of them and tried getting them back together to make things right. Well, one thing turned into another and I ended up falling in love with my sister-in-law's ex- Yikes. I ended up cheating on. (laughs) I ended up cheating on my husband four times with him. I told my husband about it because I feel guilty that on one drunk night told my sister-in-law that I cheated on her brother with her ex. (laughs) Fast forward. So now my sister-in-law claims she's not mad at me, but told the entire gym of which her ex and I attended. And now my name is being dragged through the mud. So I had to switch gyms and you know what he did. He told everyone that I was making it up in my head and it never happened. Also with this, he did all of this while having another girlfriend at the time. So how, so he could not allow his name to go under what a douche, right? Own up to your wrongs. Sincerely, not so Cupid sister-in-law matchmaker. I don't have much to say on that one. (laughs) What threw me was when you threw in, I cheated on my husband because for some reason, I don't know if I misread or if you just didn't put it, bro, I didn't know you were married. So it came as like, Hey, I fell in love with her. Like I heard the word sister-in-law, but I was like, I, I didn't really, I was like, well, maybe it's like, you know, you're, someone's married to you. Like I I thought maybe you're married into it or whatever. I didn't think about it. And that really threw me for a fucking loop. I will say that that's wrong that she like told your whole gym. Like that's a very, that's a private manner. Like, I don't know. I just feel like to air that out to a public gym is like kind of fucked up. But then for the, for the boy to like say that that's not true is fucked up. Like that's really fucked up because that's why a lot of people like never come forward about anything like not only just being like in this type of predicament but also just like maybe being assaulted or like stuff like that it's like no one believes you um especially like as a woman and it's fucked up so i hope people at least believe you and aren't calling you crazy wow that was that was crazy my friend and i pissed in a drug dealer's bed right after i graduated high school my best friend at the time we'll call her haley started dating a new guy we'll call this guy jake Haley moved in with Jake very shortly after starting their relationship due to not having the best home life. Jake also lived with a roommate, Brian. As it turns out, Brian was a drug dealer and Jake frequently did drugs with Brian. Haley wasn't aware at first, but later started putting the pieces together that Drake was, Jake was getting drugs from and doing them with Brian. She found Coke in Jake's things and confronted both Jake and Brian where they both admitted what was going on. They both promised to stop, but didn't. So Haley broke up with Jake and wanted to get revenge on Brian for providing Jake drugs. So when Haley was moving out, we both grabbed a cup, pissed on it, and went into Brian's room when no one was home and dumped it all over his mattress. He didn't have any sheets on or anything, so it was an easy pour and directly on the mattress and let it soak in. We didn't think he'd notice because he never questioned it. My grandpa used to say, piss on him instead of fuck him. So we took that quite literally. XOXO, go piss, girl. <laughs> No, because that was such a perfect way to sign off because it literally reminds me of like all the all the memes from Gossip Girl where it, like it literally says, go piss girl. 
That was so iconic. Um, okay. So I, I'm unpacking this right here. I'm, I'm repulling it up. You fully deserve to piss on that guy's bed. Like, don't get me wrong, but also like that was quite, that's quite the, quite the, quite the way to exit a relationship, quite the way to exit, may I say an apartment, you know? So I will say like having those kind of hatred feelings against someone who got your boyfriend, who maybe you were happily with, but like addicted to drugs or was on drugs or whatever, that is a, that's a, that's a hard spot. So I definitely, I can see that. And you deserve to, he deserved to be pissed on, piss on him instead of fuck him or whatever. I love that. In high school, my BFF and I hung out with this group of guys after school all the time. All the guys in the group fell for my hot ass BFF and I struggled through my own insecurities. This one guy in the group started showing interest in me and flirting with me. So I slowly chatted with him over text once we exchanged Snapchat names. Well, slow chats ended in him coming over to my conservative parents' house at 6.30 a.m. on Friday before senior prep, a rally to fuck before school. So excited, I sneaked him in to do the dirty to find out this motherfucker has a four-inch dick and comes in 20 seconds. Barely felt him, and then he comes. What the fuck? (laughs) Anyways, my BFF, 10 years later, tells my friend in a group chat, my friend group tells in a card game during a night of drinking games, King's Cup, if you know, you know, about a guy that came within 30 seconds the morning before a senior prep rally. Me being nosy, ask who it was and finds out that son of a bitch, small dick bitch ass slept with both my BFF prior to 8.30 a.m. senior prep rally. Sincerely, a girl who found out BFFs were Eskimo sisters 10 years later. Dude, I have had some serious issues with small dicks and pre-ejaculation in my college experiences. And I, I thought like, I thought that sex was normal. Dead ass. Every person that I had had sexual relations with prior to dating Wyatt all like came before we even had sex. I thought that was normal, dude. Or they did it in like 30 seconds. I thought that was normal. And these weren't people who like weren't getting laid. Like these are people who like talked a big game and like were, you know, slaying that puss. And I'm like, well, why are you, is this normal? Like I thought that that was just what sex was. So that's sad. But also then like the knowing he did that with your friend, is that's really fucked up. This is just plain out embarrassing, but here we go. I hope you get a kick out of this. All right. So my husband and I started dating in high school. We were 15 and I lost my V card to him. Well, our junior year, we were at the varsity football game and I had to drive him back home. But before I dropped him off, we made a little pit stop. His parents just moved into a newly developed neighborhood and they were still building houses. We stopped in the driveway of a new house that was getting built to, you know, get freaky. Next thing you know, a cop is banging on the door telling us to get dressed. I reached for my boyfriend's letterman he had on and he had to put on my cardigan. And let me tell you, it was tight. He had to stretch over to cover himself up. Next thing you know, four more cop cars pull up. A neighbor thought we were stealing copper from the new homes, but we were just being young, dumb and having sex. The cops had to call our parents and I begged them not to tell my, my dad, but of course she did. Next day, my dad took us to an NFL game and he confronted my boyfriend. The worst part of this is I was driving my dad's truck that night, but I never told my dad that part. Sincerely, love a young, dumb, and in love girl. Dude, I have been caught. I think I've even shared this here before. I've definitely been caught having sex before by the cops. Luckily, like we were able to get dressed before we could technically like probably get in trouble for it, you know, but I was, I was not well, I was not well. All right. My stepdad's a cop in the 
county next door. That would have been really bad. I'm very grateful I didn't get it back around. <laughs> next up, I was big pregnant with my husband. Oh, I was big. I was like, what? I was big pregnant and my husband thought he made me squirt, but I really just peed on him <laughs> because like I said, I'm big pregnant. He totally wouldn't care if he knew he's a literal freak, but it's just funnier because he doesn't know. LOL. Sincerely, secret golden shower. Okay. Here's the thing though. Like from all of the, this, like, I feel like I watched a clip of someone talking about like porn and stuff and like how people like squirting isn't real. Squirting is literally piss. Like squirting isn't real. Like it is actually piss. I forgot, dude, I feel like it was a call her daddy episode. Maybe with like a, it was an, it was an interview with fuck dude. I wish I remember who it was. I listened to it and it was lit. The person was literally like, oh no, dude, 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 no. It was on, um, girls got to eat. They had a dominatrix on one of their episodes and it was from like probably 22 or 21. Go look for that episode. It was like with some dominatrix girls got to eat. It was a while ago. But she literally talked about how squirting is not real and, and the way you can get someone to squirt and if they wanted you to squirt what they did in porn, make you drink like a fucking gallon of water before having sex and then that's how you squirt. It's literal piss. The more you know. Update to secret. I'm the girl from the last tell me a secret with a boyfriend, but I had a gym crush. I found out this crush is in high school. I'm 25. Ew, I'm going to jail. My boyfriend is a trainer at our gym and met the crush at the gym and now they're gym bros, aka immediately no. Sincerely, the world's worst girlfriend part two. Okay, thank you so much for that follow-up. Um, also, you're not weird and not going to jail because honestly, I swear to God, some of these other people like in the gyms nowadays, they really are looking like old as shit. You know what I mean? Like I'll be looking at like an 18 year old and I'm like, you're, you're like 20, right? It reminds me of that TikTok sounds where it's like, how old are you? And they're like, I'm 20. And it's like, ah, you guys... <laughs> That's how I feel at the gym. Like some of these kids, they'll look like grown motherfucking men. And I'm like, damn, like good for you. And then I see on the back of their sweatshirt, it's like class of 2030. I'm like, whoa, bro, don't play me like that. That's fucked. Okay, let's go through like one more. I want to find one more good one. Okay, here we go. This, this one kind of feels good. So we just had my daughter 16 months ago. She was our second child and we were pretty confident we were done having kids. Plot twist, I found out I'm pregnant with our third baby, but wait, I have a copper IUD, which makes things messy. After playing with the idea of keeping or terminating the fetus, we find out that the IUD not only didn't work, but it was placed completely wrong. An IUD is supposed to be placed in the opening of your uterus. Mine? Yeah, mine was placed in the lining of the cervix, almost puncturing my bladder. The pregnancy? Healthy and normal. Me? Not so much. After the doctor's telling me that there's nothing they can do for me while I'm pregnant, same ones who completely fucked up my ID, I decided to take matters into my own hands and go into the ER. My back was beginning to hurt, and after spending eight hours in the ER, the maternal fetal medicine and OB on call decided it was best for the IUD to come out. They had to do a laroscopic surgery to get this fluid they found around the IUD on the ultrasound. It was an infection. Thank goodness I listened to my body and went in. Sincerely, now soon to be mom of three and the girl with the fucked up IUD. You know, here's the thing for me, any, any sort of IUD, any, any sort of you're putting this in me, you're doing it because I don't fucking know how to. Okay. You're doing it because you know where it goes. I go to you because I do not know 
where it goes and how to put it in. So when you go and you put this motherfucking shit in the wrong way, topsy-turvy, twisty-turny, you're going to jail. You know what I mean? Not really, but isn't, there has to be, tell me, there has to be some sort of lawsuit. There has to be something like you, I, I, okay, here's, here's the only thing I can think of how they cover their asses. Obviously birth control isn't a hundred percent preventive, right? Or a hundred percent preventative, whatever. However, where I would argue is because they placed it in wrong, there has to be something that could be done because yeah, you got to put in and you understand the risks, but it also was then not put in correctly. Anyways, it's weird to me that doctors are the same people as us, like me and you sitting here who probably aren't doctors. We are the same people. They just have like a little bit more training and like like more brain power, but like we have the same dexterities. We have the same hands. We have the same eye vision. Like we are the same people, but like you do that and I don't right? Like, isn't that weird? I'm sorry, but I'm going to put it out there. I feel like if you could on the job train me to do some sort of like brain surgery shit, I think I could do it. Who wants to, who wants to train me? No, I'm just kidding. But honestly, like, I think like on the job training, I could probably put in an IUD better than that motherfucker. If you gave me like a, if you gave me a step-by-step manual, like how to put in a tampon, you show me how to put in an IUD. I guarantee you, I could have put it in better than that person. So by this point, have you had your baby? Is that an old submission? I don't know. I don't see the dates of when these are submitted, um, but I do know the few are like really new. So hope you guys like this episode. As always, fun talking to you guys, fun laughing with you guys. Make sure you go w- watch those Netflix episodes and series I told you guys about. Um, so good. The Untold series, so good. Um, make sure you stay tuned as always every Wednesday for my YouTube video and make sure you check up on last week's YouTube video. Make sure you give this episode a five star. Make sure you go tell your people to come on my podcast. If you guys can get anyone big on this podcast, or if you can get me on someone's podcast, that is big. I'm talking like, I'm talking like a significant podcast, like a, maybe a, a nice bigger podcast. I'm not saying like, I'm not saying like the toast. I'm saying like a small, you know, a podcast, but if you can get me on one and you connect that and it happens, I will pay you guys. For real, if you get me on a podcast, I'll give you 150 bucks. Do it. Pitch me. Pitch me to your favorite podcast people. And if it happens and you make it happen, um, I'll give you 150 bucks. For real. Okay. Love you guys. See you next Sunday. Mwah. That's all for this episode of Brunch with Des B. I hope you enjoyed hanging out, laughing, or maybe even crying with me today because let's be honest, you never know what you'll get here. Be sure to subscribe to my podcast, share with your family and friends, or even just to social media and tag me in it so I can share. Love you guys.